Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. As I say each week, this show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. I'll admit I've been out of the studio quite a bit lately, and I'd like to thank my co-host Steve Bertel for graciously covering for me, sometime at pretty much a moment's notice. I want to be as transparent with you, our listeners, as I have been with Christian Living Magazine readers. I mentioned in my most recent Publisher's Corner that my husband, Steve Jones, was diagnosed in November with stage 4 lung cancer. And let's just say the last 11 weeks have been a whirlwind of appointments, tests, treatments, with a couple of unplanned hospital stays thrown in for good measure. Our Christian Living team has come together on all levels to be sure that everything continues to go on here in the ministry so that we can continue to bring you the hope and promise of God's love, grace, and mercy. My heartfelt appreciation to all of them who are listening today. Now let's lighten the mood here and have some fun. I've had a little extra downtime to scroll through social media, and I keep seeing these incredible updates. So as I was trying to decide who to invite to join me this week, I just knew it had to be none other than Tony Johnson, (laughs) board vice chair and CEO, COO, that was easy for me to say, and program director of Carehouse Partnerships, which is part of Nampa First Church of the Nazarene. Tony, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity. And how are you? Doing well, doing well. So, Enjoying the weather and the sunshine today. Oh, isn't it beautiful? I was I came into town because we live in Canyon County, and mm. I came in this morning, and the, the sun was blinding. I kept yeah. having to hold my eye up or my hand up. But I was like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this bright sunshine, the beautiful blue sky. It just, it. I, I know it's February, but it felt so springy this yeah, morning. very it much so, great. yes. And thank you, my friend. Because this was short notice. I called your office yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that. You bet. You should get frequent flyer miles, though, because this is, what, your third time? Uh, I have, yeah. It's our third time I've been able to chat with you. On on Spotlight. We did a story on Carehouse Partners, Partnerships. I can't talk today. Way back in July, August of 2020. And still on our website. You mm. can still go through our past issues and read that story. Um, but that was shortly after you and I met at the Northwest Christian Credit Union's Faith Impact Day, Correct. which was just this week. Yeah, down yeah, at the just state had Capitol. it again this week. Yep. But you know, I was over at my little booth, and I kept watching this booth. It just—I mean, you guys—you always had a line. Everybody wanted to talk to you, and I thought either that is a really cool ministry, or everybody just knows that guy. <laughs> and so finally, there was a lull, and I got to go over and find out who you were, mm-hmm. and and learn about Carehouse Partnerships. And really, it was like instant friendship, and yeah. here we are. Here we are, yes. And here yeah. we are. So you guys have a lot going on. Just a little bit, yeah. We, we're we're kind of hopping over there. So even though you've been here before, and mm-hmm. we are friends, and I'm familiar with your ministry, things grow and change. Things grow and change at Christian Living. I get that. Yeah. And so as I was preparing yesterday, I was back on your website. It's been completely revamped since the last time I was on there. Yes. We uh, worked with a student from Northwest Nazarene University to help us revamp and update our website. 
and just really excited about how uh, more user-friendly it is and how we're able to add things that uh, keep th- uh, keep current on the various programs and ministries we have going on. It's so cool. One thing I don't remember, and maybe it was on your old one, maybe mm-hmm. I just didn't dig deep enough, but it is very user-friendly. They mm-hmm. did a great job is that your history, the history of CareHouse mm-hmm. Partnerships was yeah. on there. Yeah. I didn't realize you guys go back clear to 1955. Yeah, so that that's really how it all began was uh, uh, some Sunday school teachers saw the need that their kids had, and so uh, they got permission to do what they called a care closet. And in the closet in a Sunday school classroom, they began to have food and household goods, and, and that need continued to grow. So it became, uh, as we say, a care, a care classroom, and it took over a classroom. And then in the, uh, I think it was in the mid-90s, it moved to a house over near Northwest Nazarene University. And then 25 years ago or so, it moved to the house it's been in uh, since then on the corner of 16th Avenue South and 6th Street South, right across the street from Nampa First Church of the Nazarene. So, and it's yeah. not a very big house either no no it's only a, a thousand square feet yeah and uh, and so we've uh, especially over the last uh, three years we've really struggled to be able to store uh, materials for those that we're serving Napa First Church has blessed us with the opportunity to use a basically a 10 by 15 room uh, in their gym for storing of goods uh, but other than that that's all the storage that we have had. And uh, so over the last three years, we've actually had to rent semi-truck trailers that are in the parking lot there at Nampa First Church to be able to store food. Because we've got several schools that will do uh, food drives for us, Mm -hmm. the scouting for food uh, that will uh, give us a good amount of food, and we just don't have any place to store it. And so, uh, yeah, for the last uh, four years, Liberty Charter School and Victory Charter School have done a competition because they're on the same campus, yep. done a food drive competition. My grandkids went to Liberty, okay. so yeah. very familiar. Yeah, yes. so they, they on average have brought in about 20,000 pounds of food between the two of them. You know, So it's like, where do we store that? So uh, that's, that's been a little bit of a challenge for us. Uh, but uh, so we, we've been working on trying to resolve that, and that refers to the, the pictures you've talked about on social media that we're uh, actually building a new facility for our food bank. That's, so, and, it's, yeah. and it's beautiful, and it's phenomenal. And where is it? Uh, it'll be in the west parking lot of Nampa First Church of the Nazarene. And Can't so, miss it. Pardon? You can't, can't miss, miss it. it. No, no. It's a, it's a 4,500-square-foot facility. It's about 20 feet tall, and uh, we'll be able to, to serve uh, uh, the large number of people uh, much better. We'll be able to store more food there, and it will just be safer, more easily accessible, and uh, will just help us to be more efficient in serving our community as well as being a, re- a resource place for different companies that want to bring in donations. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing what God's been doing there. I love that. So one of the things, so you were here a year and a half ago. Okay. That was the last time you were here. Uh-huh. It's funny because in your history part of your website, it said, you know, over a three over a three-year period, you averaged 470 families a month that you were helping. But a year and a half ago, you were a close to a thousand or at a thousand. Yeah. So, uh, so pre COVID and inflation and all of that stuff, we were averaging a week, about 170 households that we were serving for the last year and a half. We've been consistently serving between 270 and 290 households every week through our food bank. It's open three days a week. And, uh, and so we are able to, to provide services for, uh, for our neighbors that way. That, 270 to 290 equates to about 1,250 people every week that we are providing uh, two days worth of food for. That's incredible. Um, of that, uh, about 
are uh, folks that are over 65, which we have come to find are primarily either uh, senior adults who um, only have their Social Security to live on, uh, or they, um, they've got their grandkids living with them now. Uh, and then of that 1,200, 40% of those are under the age of 18. So they're in households that have kids. And so significant need happening in our community that God has just placed us in a good spot to be able to, to minister to those needs. Now, is there is there an application process? How do you yeah. qualify? Uh, you just you put, you drive up. You drive up. You just drive no up. No questions yeah. asked. Yeah, you just... we, we do ask for ID. Uh, and the re- main reason we ask for ID is because people are only able to come once a month. And so wouldn't want someone coming, seeing their Sandy and taking Sandy's opportunity to come. Yeah. So that is just a form of verification that that uh, that person, we can track that person's number of, of visits is the only reason. And, you know, one of the things that uh, is disheartening is we often uh, hear from folks, well, you're just enabling people in their poverty oh, that's uh, not true. By, by not doing mm-hmm. interviews with them and not asking them to pr- pr- provide proof of income or of, uh, of, uh, of job. And we have found uh, that uh, 85% of the folks that come to our food bank come less than three times every year. Yeah. We are truly meeting people at a point of need. Yeah. And uh, those that are coming more than that, Oftentimes, again, are those that are living on their Social Security, are those senior adults, are individuals that um, uh, are uh, on um, uh, Social Security disability insurance because of, uh, of intellectual delays and intellectual disabilities. And so we are helping them also uh, at a point of need that they have. So uh, we're, we're really uh, doing our best, as we would say, to, to nourish the whole person. And uh, utilizing food is just one avenue that we do that. Well, you know, we have to we have to look at the rate of inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, we recently had a family member and two teenagers living with us for about ninety days, mm-hmm. and you know, we're used to two old people living there, and you know, it was not uncommon to spend three hundred dollars a week at the grocery store. Right, right. Well, that's a huge amount of inflation. Mm-hmm. I remember when it was Steve and I and our own two teenage boys. Yeah. And their friends popping in and out, and we didn't spend any. I mean, you know, and and yes, that was a few years ago. But food is a whole lot more expensive well, and, than and, it was. Yeah, and when you look at the totality of life, housing has gone up significantly yeah. uh, here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, gas prices, though they are down now, went up significantly over the last two years. And uh, as an office is stated in in the the arena of those that work with uh, uh, in food insecurity type situations, food pantry, food banks, rent eats first. Yeah. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You got to have st- uh, stability, safety, and security, and and part of that is having a home, right? A place to live in. And so families are going to put their money towards keeping themselves housed and their kids housed. Well, and rent has just gotten stupid yeah. expensive. And here. so you add yeah. all of that together and food becomes one of the last things that people have money for. Uh, um, health care, dental care, mental health care, all of those are things they don't have money for, which is, you know, sort of expanding on the conversation. That's one of the reasons that we've developed a care house clinic yes. that provides the medical and dental services for and, and counseling for folks that don't have health insurance. Uh, I so, wanted to talk about yeah. that too today because that is a huge need mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. And yeah. so so 
let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. You have you have medical, dental, and counseling. Mm-hmm. So expand on that a little bit, if you will, and let's talk about the qualifications for that program. Okay, those programs as well. Yeah. So we um, uh, we provide medical and dental services at no cost to those that uh, have no health insurance and live at or below 250% of the federal poverty guideline, which people's like, well, what in the world does that mean? So if you have a single individual living on their own, they're working, but they're not, uh, their, their employer's not providing them health insurance. Right. They're above Medicaid, but they bring in about $30,000 a year. Uh, they can't afford insurance. Right. We're able to help them have health care. So uh, in, in, in a one-person household, I believe it's about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year income. They can come and receive services for us at no cost to them. They can make a donation if they want to, but we're going to provide that anyway. Uh, for a household of four, I believe it's about eighty thousand uh, or less. For a household of four that doesn't have health insurance, we're able to provide them uh, the medical and, and dental services at no cost. Counseling's on a sliding scale based on what they can't afford. Um, we've also found in the last year that um, the the state uh, in health insurance for children called CHIP only goes up to households that are at 195% of the federal poverty guideline. So again, many of these households that we would serve don't even have health insurance for their kids. And how um, scary. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. can't imagine well, raising I, I, I grew without it, health insurance. I, I came from a state that provided health care for all kids, no matter parental income. And and to find that out was really a shock to me that Idaho wouldn't care for its kids yeah. by providing that kind of health coverage. And so we've said that's a need. We've had families, uh, a family came in and, and uh, they had a, a child with uh, severe ADHD issues. They couldn't afford health insurance. They're a working family. I want to make that clear. They're a working family. Yeah, they're not. They're not they're sitting not, around on their laurels. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, and they're paying three hundred dollars a month to take that child with a severe ADHD to go see a doctor. That's three hundred dollars a month that that could go towards food, that could right. go towards gas, that could right. go towards all these other expenses. And and we just like we've got to help this family. And so when we figured that out about Chip, the the state uh, Medicaid for for children. Uh, we said we're going to step into that gap as well, and and so uh, they're able now to have their whole family receiving health care uh, through our clinic, and uh, are just are just blessed by I, that opportunity. Just going to say, what a blessing! Yeah, what a blessing! Yeah, because yeah. you know you just don't know, and it is. It's you know we we've had more than our share of medical bills lately, and I'm amazed when I when I get those statements and I see what the bill was, mm-hmm. what my husband's insurance allows, right. how much right. they have to write off. And I'm thinking, if you don't have that protection of having an insurance company negotiate that for right. you, right. you're going to get you're going to get that whole bill sent to you. Right. And that's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So what a blessing that yeah. is. And then you guys also work with, is it Central Elementary? We have a partnership with Central Elementary. We, we bless the teachers uh, when they have uh, their late nights because of parent-teacher conferences. We go over and, and provide them some uh, some dinner or some refreshments to, to help them through that and then continue to work on having a tutoring partnership with uh, their, their fourth and fifth graders. We've had some, some difficulties in getting that going again after COVID, yeah. but our, our desire is to have that happening so that those students can, especially those that are at risk socially and academically, get that extra academic as well as mentoring support to help them continue to, to grow and thrive 
in the the gifts and abilities that God has given to them. So, uh, yeah, that's that's part of our our uh, outreach as well. So, so, how does how does somebody? And this was not scripted, but I didn't realize you were still having issues trying to get that. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. My husband, even before the cancer diagnosis, has COPD. Mm-hmm. You know, since COVID, we've been very careful because something like COVID can be detrimental to mm-hmm. a COPD patient. Right. So, as someone who's married to an older There is an age difference. I don't ever lie about that. There's 14 years between my husband and I. We've been fiercely protective for the last four years of his health. Mm -hmm. And so if we had been volunteering to tutor, Mm -hmm. we may not because the school is like a Petri dish. (laughs) We always always used to laugh, well, it's the beginning of school. We're all going to have something in the next three weeks. Right, right. And so um, because we've been so active with our grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like if one of our listeners – is listening, how do they get qualified to step into and help with that tutoring program? I'm sure there's background checks and yeah, there's all of that. The, the, yeah, they have they, to have all those safety features they have in to, place. They have to go through a background check. They'll have to go through what we call ministry safe training. And and if they're not uh, a pro, someone who attends Nampa First Church, we need to have a letter from their pastor at their church saying that they are in a member in good standing who has attended there for at least six months. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's what our insurance, uh, the the parameters, our tr- insurance is put on that. Because we know that there's retired teachers out there. Yeah. There's people that love kids that want to help them. Uh, so we, you know, we want to be able to, to give them that opportunity. So yeah, that we just have to have that letter, signed letter from their pastors saying that yes, they are a, a member in good standing and uh, and uh, and send that with them. So That's, see, I was familiar with that because I sat on our church board for six years, and and then we also have a day school, and I was on the day school board for mm. five of those six years. So I was like, yeah, I know about the liability insurance and the background yeah. checks and all of that. Yeah, and so you know that was I just knew, but it was a big surprise, and it's often a big surprise to somebody who has not been a volunteer with children mm, to, mm-hmm. to find out. So that was that was why I was kind of like, okay, let's let's yeah. be really transparent because I know we have listeners that probably want to help. And mm-hmm. if they know what they're going to have to do to do that, then it's so much easier to hear that when they call right. and ask. Right, yeah. So you have a program that is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite programs because mm-hmm. I think it gives life back to so many. Mm-hmm. And Nampa First Church has done such a phenomenal job with it. And that's Celebrate Recovery. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk just a little bit about, and you had a big change. Um, mm-hmm. And the gentleman's name escapes me. We've had so many great conversations, but he passed away this last fall. Oh, Holland Johnson. Holland yes. Johnson. Yeah. Thank you so much. I would take Holland Johnson magazines to his house. Exactly. To yeah. take to his Celebrate Recovery group. Yeah. At Nampa First Church. Yeah. And so, and I loved Holland. I was heartbroken when I found out he had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I know there's been a little bit of adjustment there as he mm-hmm. was ill and then passed yeah. away. So yeah. let, but let's talk about Celebrate Recovery. And I and I love the tagline for people with hurts, habits, and hangups. Amen. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's not just for alcohol. It's right. not just for drugs. Yeah. I've had some friends who have gone through Celebrate Recovery that maybe grew up in a in a domestic abuse situation. Mm-hmm. And that left scars, exactly emotional scars, and they went through <coughs> Celebrate Recovery to get some help with that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about yeah. your program. So, so yeah, uh, it's always fun to uh, to talk with people and, and talk with them about Celebrate Recovery and and have them say, oh, oh, that's for those people. Yeah. To which I'm right. like, yeah, yeah. Well, just want you to know, I'm one of those people. I'm a person who's got issues and is, is willing to admit that. And uh, and 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 the thing that led me to Celebrate Recovery. Uh, was was the reality that the typical church answers to people who are struggling wasn't helpful. Yeah. 
You know, you know the tip. You need you need to pray more. You need to read your Bible more. Just stop that. You need to surrender to God more. Yeah. You need to journal more. You need to just stop that. Yeah. And uh, just because of the own uh, my own struggles that I had with uh, sexual integrity issues, I needed something more than that. And uh, and so through meeting with a counselor, I was referred to the idea of checking out Celebrate Recovery. And I was just so thankful for it because uh, the reality of our, our hangups and our habits, and, and those habits aren't always drugs and alcohol. Right. Uh, we are finding a growing number uh, of men, especially, have sexual integrity issues, yeah. uh, women with codependency issues, and even yeah. men with codependency issues. Guilty as uh, charged yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm also dealing with a food and a sugar addiction, you know, gambling, shopping, all that kind of stuff, uh, as well as just struggles with anxiety and low self-esteem. And 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 we would say, and I think many counselors would say that that at that those are symptoms of a root issue. Yep. And of course, the church is going to say, well, that root issue is sin. Well, sometimes, yeah, but there's also things that have happened to us that impact the way we look at ourselves impact the way we re- we relate with people and um and, and and create belief systems that affect how how we handle disappointment how we handle uh dysfunction how we handle chaos and so celebrate recovery helps people get to those root issues so they can begin a journey of healing and and move beyond those no longer be controlled by those but as i say truly have their minds transformed yeah you know, Romans 12, 12, 2, no longer be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And and that is something more than just dealing with sin. That is dealing with the hurts. That is dealing with the emotional struggles that we have because of our humanity. And so, so I mean, it's just awesome. We uh, had a lady. Uh, this is the, and, and so Care House Partnerships, our, our uh, vision statement is that we're to nourish the whole person, yes. body, mind, and spirit. We had a lady come to our food bank who had been clean and sober for for seven years, but still had issues that had led to those kind of temptations. Well, she came to our food bank and one of our people that did registration said, well, have you ever heard of Celebrate Recovery? She's like, oh no, tell me about it. And so she told her about it. So she came to Celebrate Recovery. She came to Celebrate Recovery and found a home. Yep. Found a forever family, as we would say. She um, she got involved in a twelve step study, and in that twelve step study, f- she found Jesus. Amen. At the end of that twelve step study, when we gave them their coin for that, she says, "You know, I've been clean and sober for for seven years, but now for the last two years, I've been free because I found Jesus." Big difference. It was a blessing to be able to baptize her on Easter Sunday, and now she's on our leadership team. That is part of this idea of nourishing the whole person that we strive to do at Carehouse Partnerships. I love that. We're running right out of time. Give us your website, phone number, whatever. How can reach? How can we reach you? Sure, they can reach me by phone at two zero eight four six six three five four nine, and then our website is carehp.org. I love it. Thank you, Tony, so much. We, you and I could talk for hours <laughs> because we're both passionate about what you do. I Amen. mean, what you do is a bigger, broader, more personal scale than what we do at Christian Living. And I'm just, I'm so honored to be your friend. And I love to cheer you on whether you know I'm doing it or not. Oh, thank you. So this brings our time to an end for this week. If you'd like to read Tony's original story or the original story about Carehouse Partnerships, Simply go to our website, christianlivingmag.com, and under Past Issues tab, scroll down to the July-August 2020 issue. 
Just a reminder, Christian Living Spotlight is now a podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, just to name a few. Be sure to subscribe today and never miss an episode again. This does bring our time to an end for this week. We invite you back next week when we will have another guest in store for you, someone who encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.